live from Topitz's office. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Welcome back, guys. Well, um, a lot has happened. Uh, one thing I'm really excited to share with you guys is we are now vaccinated. Tapas and I both have the COVID vaccine. Uh, we've actually both got it January 1st. Yeah. And so we it's been the whole... Waiting period Weeds, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we've been doing our casting remotely, but now we actually get to sit in the same room. I'm super excited. It feels so good to see you again, I my know. friend. I know. All right. Well, what's been going on with you? Nothing. I, I feel like this has been Nothing. a long time. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I feel a like lot a of lot's things. happened. There's a lot of things happening. Um, so in all transparency, guys, yeah. we actually have fallen off our routine of casting and actually getting together just because so many things have, have gone in the way, um, namely work. So yeah. how's work been for you? Work's been a lot. You know, uh, as, as we said last time, we are healthcare providers, so... I think um, preparing our teams for the vaccinations that came through, yeah. um, that took a lot of time, getting our teams prepared yes. was, was, a, was a handful, hiring a lot of good talent, that was a lot, and then it's, <coughs> it's, it's uh, February, so which is also review time. Yes. So <laughs> to add to a all that. A lot of stuff going on. Right? I felt like it was such a whirlwind and I could never catch up. Yeah. Um, I found myself getting lost I, I stopped doing any of my routines I stopped working out mm -hmm. um, I saw you did you Thomas and I are actually friends on um, on on the ring the Apple workout mm -hmm. and so we used to be really good at it right like yeah. every morning and be like hey great job and then in February it was like but you know like what's radio crazy? silent I was like oh Thomas isn't working out I'm not working out <laughs> it's crazy because it happened at the same time like yes. we went from like always texting to the morning hey good job and then now yep. it's like both of us just fell off the wagon. And no one said anything to the other person. It was like almost a relief. Like, right. Thomas isn't working out. I yep. don't have to work yep. out. So, um, I mean, it, it was very interesting to see. Um, and I, I do have to say, I, I missed you a lot during that time. And I didn't realize how much I missed you because I was just so wrapped up in everything that was happening in, in the world and what I was going through. And I, I just came to realize I lost who I was. I fell out of routine. Mm -hmm. I stopped doing the things that I love. I stopped taking care of myself because I was just trying to catch up every single day. And um, it got to the point where I was like, this is enough. Like, I was in a really bad spot. And yeah. it, it spiraled so quickly, right? Like, the last time we were together and we casted, we talked about the power of, of mindfulness <laughs> and being in control and taking charge of everything. And then all of a sudden, like, the next day, it was like, oh, everything just kind of yeah. fell. It's funny how that works out, though, right? Like, I guess that's that's the normal life behind mindfulness, too, right? You, you're going to run into these where you're going to have a few weeks where you're going to fall off your routines. Yep. Um, I definitely feel like I, I hit a wall in terms of just trying to be, you know, trying to do this, also trying to work and mm -hmm. personal life. It just yeah. felt like it all kind of just bubbled up into one. So. Sometimes it gets to feel too much. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I And I was trying to think, like, what happened? How did I fall out of my routine? And it really came to um, I started feeling really tired all the time. Like I was just too fatigued from staying up late, doing my work, and then yeah. that was the excuse to not wake up early to work out. And um, I was just found myself, because I didn't work out, I was tired throughout the day, and I was just constantly tired. Did you feel tired? All the too? time. All the time, all right? The time. And I felt like everyone around me was really tired, and it was weird. I read a book, um, mm -hmm. Brene Brown. Um, and the book is called Dare to Lead. And the, in the book, there was a excerpt um, that talked about how um, 
it's not necessarily that you are fatigued. They've done research and it's, it's more so when you think you're fatigued, you're actually lonely. And that really struck at me because I was yeah. like, whoa, that's really crazy. And so I, I was laying there and I was like, am I actually lonely or am I really tired? And I have to admit, I was actually lonely. What happened was I fell out of routine with everyone. I stopped talking. We stopped talking, right? Mm -hmm. We go from yeah. talking and texting every single day about the most mundane things to like literally no contact whatsoever. Right. We stopped talking. I stopped connecting with my peers at work. I was just in my zone doing my own thing, um, stuff at home, right? Um, and it... I became really lonely and it clicked with me this this excerpt in this book that being fa identifying whether you're fatigued or actually lonely was really um, eye-opening for me it was because I didn't realize it I didn't realize I was in seclusion yeah and, and I think one thing that you, I remember we talking about this you know one thing about being tired um, it, it it's funny because when you have people around you and you're talking to people, you definitely feel more motivated. You feel yes. more energized, yes. right? So, like, I, I would say, you know, in the last month, I, you know, work was crazy, hectic, all that kind of stuff, right? But it felt extra hectic. It felt extra tiresome because I was not talking to people. I was yeah. in my own little zone. I mean, I've got, have had the same sort of work for the last five years, mm -hmm. but... I think it really hit me this past month, and I think this is because I, I kind of just completely shut down, focused on work, and I didn't have any, any kind of outside energy to bring me up. Yeah. And so that's what we talk about, you know, the fatigue isn't necessarily just the energy part, it's also the loneliness part, yeah. that we didn't get it from each other right. or other people around us, right? Because if you think about it conversely, like, no matter how busy you are, if you have a good group of support people, a lot mm -hmm. of people that you're doing your work with and it's enjoyable, you mm -hmm. feel fulfilled. Even though yep. you're tired, you still keep going because you're motivated. And yep. that's what was different for me. I, I, I was lonely. I wasn't motivated. I didn't have anyone to kind mm -hmm. of um, help inspire me. Um, and it got me thinking, why else? Why why are, why am I going through this? Why are you going through this? Why, why is everyone around me going through it? And mm -hmm. it also feels like we're kind of fatigued and lonely from everything going on in the world right we've got covid yeah and more recently in light of the um asian hate crimes there's a lot going on that can cause that fatigue and can cause that that wearing down yeah i think that the social issues um last year was a lot and i think that was a mentally tough year for a lot of our a lot of our listeners as well as ourselves yeah and I think going to 2021, we all had this hope that, oh, this is going to be a new year. Like that Everything's flip of that switch exactly, and it's everything be great is again. cured. We're like back to ourselves. And then obviously we had the events happen in the, in the capital in, in January, now yeah. February and March. And we, we're just continuing seeing it. And I think it, one way or another, it always affects us mentally and individually, even though, you know, I know I haven't had anybody directly affected by it, but it, it definitely stresses you out yeah. internally. And that carries on to yeah. work and personal life too, yeah. right? Even when you don't think that it does, it's subconsciously. Exactly. It's, just, it's brewing inside and it starts affecting you in different ways and yep. manifests in ways that you don't think would happen until yeah. you, you look back and reflect on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we do want to spend some time um, going over this couple of the, the stop Asian hate things that, that have been going on. Yes. Um, we had the recent events in Georgia where we had a, a terrorist, essentially, mm -hmm. going around mm -hmm. killing innocent people. And then we also, I mean, and one thing I, I've also I was talking to you about is the violence towards Asians is not just in 
quote unquote red states and you know it's it's also happening in blue states it's happening with liberals conservatives it's happening it's throughout yeah and so it's not just a, a specific group of people this yeah. is happening to everyone so i definitely want to spend some time kind of yeah. talking about it and, and <clears throat> giving our voice towards it yes and definitely so because it's not necessarily um something that is just recently happening right i think in mm-hmm. recently we're seeing a, a more not a lot but more media attention to um, a, um asian hate crimes yeah. but this is something that's been ongoing for a very long time yeah um, i mean i i will share my own story um you know we had 9 11 happen mm-hmm. and obviously for my for our youtube um, viewers i'm a brown guy so uh, we de- I definitely experienced a lot of that after 9-11, right? It was one of those things where, like, you know, by random people, I think at that time I was in high school, random people would come up to me and say, oh, you're, you're a terrorist, or you're going to bomb this school, like, and they thought it was funny. And I just, I, I didn't know how to respond to it. At that time, I, I felt I was young, so I'm like, you know what, I'm not even going to acknowledge it. I would just laugh it off. I don't want to cause any kind of chaos. I, I was a very quiet school, I, I, I was a quiet kid in school, so I wouldn't want to be like, oh, yeah, why are you saying that? I would just be like, oh, that's funny, you know, haha, and move on. And so I, I think, and so this is happening all the time. Yeah. Continuously, it's happened in the past, and now it's happening again. And I, it's definitely something that we need to address, and I think we need to really focus on how we need to do better, right? Yeah. So. What but, you just said kind of struck me because people were saying these things to you, mean things, things that mm-hmm. should never even be voiced, and you felt like you had to keep the peace. Yeah. Right? The the violence was being brought onto you, but you felt like you could not say anything. Right. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of Asians go through, and not just any Asians, any race that's being targeted. No one wants to create violence or, or escalate the situation, and so what happens by by not fighting back and staying quiet, it, it makes the situation actually worse yeah. even though we're trying to de-escalate it for some yeah. reason it's getting worse and that reason is because we're not voicing it we're kind of just sweeping it under the rug and you know we got to get to a point where we're going to say enough is enough mm-hmm. like we can no longer say we're just going to sit down and be quiet and and not address it and people can say what they want to say and we'll just stay and, and be peaceful and quiet mm-hmm. so um i think definitely with the attention on um, um, Asian American Pacific Islanders, like we got to make sure that this continues for not just for us, but our future generations, right? Our, yeah. our children. Yeah, I think, and that's one of the I would say unfortunate things about some of the Asian culture that we've seen is that you know there is a tendency towards oh just just let it be. You know, you're going to endure some racism. I know that's how I was raised. My parents were like, oh, you know, it is what it is. Just keep your mouth shut. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, like this is how it's always been. <clears throat> you get called all these things. And I think we're at a generation now where we're like, no, this this needs to stop now. And this yep. needs to be addressed. Because yep. um, we were moving past from our parents' generation, right? So um, do you want to go into the clip that I was mentioning to you? Yes. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna play a clip for you guys. Um, it is from a Hassan Minaj stand up, but it actually has a very good meaning. And I think when we, her and I were talking about this earlier, I was like, you know, the only th- only thing I can remember right now and the the kind of uh, emotions I have come from this clip. So we're gonna play it for you guys, and we'll be back and we're gonna um, recap with you guys what we see. Enjoy. 
These things happen, and these things will continue to happen. That's the price we pay for being here. And that's when I was like, oh, no, we really are from two different generations. Like, BMX bikes aside. Like, my dad's from that generation, like a lot of immigrants, where he feels like if you come to this country, you pay this thing like the American dream tax, right? Like, you're going to endure some racism, and if it doesn't cost you your life, well, hey, you lucked out, pay it. There you go, Uncle Sam. But for me, like a lot of us, I was born here. So I actually have the audacity of equality. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm in honors gov. I have it right here. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. All men are created equal. Says it right here. I'm equal. I'm equal. I don't deserve this. All right. Wow. Uh, although that was a stand-up, still very powerful. Yeah, you know, audacity of equality. That, that phrase always gives me chills. I, yeah. I, I've seen the stand-up so many times. It's a really good one, so if you guys haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, but, you know, just it kind of brings me back to how I grew up. You know, I, I grew up here in America. Um, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that's the American dream that we're promised. But not necessarily for our parents, right? Our parents have um, definitely endured a lot. My parents did endured a lot in India. And when we came here, it was more like, oh, you just have to gonna, you're gonna have to put up with it. Like he says, you're gonna have to put up with it. It is what it is. And the American tax is what, is what he, he phrased it. Um, I've definitely experienced that a lot. And I, I think it's something that I, I feel like as in my generation, I should get the equality because that's what I grew up. That's the American value that was ingrained in me. And that's what I've always experienced. And so, yeah, and, and I think what's going on recently definitely does not feel like we have the same kind of equality. Yeah, and the part of the clip where the dad says, these things happen and they will continue to happen, that was really powerful to me yep. because I ask, why? Why do we continue to let these things happen? Mm -hmm. And it's because we continue to not talk about it. We continue to kind of sweep it under the rug and not address what's happening and almost to a point where we're almost embarrassed about it, right? Um, I know I've had some ra racial experiences towards me and it's almost like you, you don't want to talk about it because you're embarrassed and that's not okay. We definitely need to stand up now and share what's happening so that all of our brothers and sisters recognize and can support each other the right way. Um, I'm actually really proud of the company that we work for mm -hmm. because as of late, there's been a lot more um, training attention and um, communication brought around culture diversity. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we haven't necessarily seen in the past, right? It, oh. it was very much kind of taboo to address where right. you'd have to be politically neutral and the tone has changed. Definitely has. And, and I, think, I think you can see the company's direction uh, changing towards that and obviously trying to make sure we're, we're fully, you know, obviously talking about inclusion, but also carrying that on to our teams, right? So we're checking in with our teams more often, making sure they understand that they're, they're valued yeah. and that they're accepted, yeah. right? I think it's really cool because in the past it used to be, you know, people would say, oh, I don't see color. And that was their way of saying I'm not racist, but that is almost one of the most racist things that you yeah. can say because you have to acknowledge color you have to acknowledge the differences in people because that is how they're brought up that is who they are and that is the value that they bring to the table everyone is different and so through um, understanding diversity hmm. I think it's important to understand that um, the value of different people and and um, 
how we can come together to create something even more powerful is yeah. is what we have to focus on instead of saying oh you know you're different or right and that's not, that's and that's a value that I think we really need to pass on to our next generation of course right 100%. like our kids that they need to understand these exact values that we're talking about because you know speaking my own experience you know my parents not ingrained that in me yeah. so i grew up thinking that i was inferior in some way or i have to say i have to just accept what's going to happen to me because of my color of my skin but we have to also go into that with our our, our generation our, our next generation rather my daughter i'm going to be having these conversations with her early on to know that that you know there's different colors but we're all working towards helping each other out and there's a lot of value in that as well so Here's a loaded question for you, Cal. Um, where do we go from here? So how do we translate some of the stuff that's happening outside of, 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 of our work into our social lives? How do we bring that into work? How can we become better leaders? Well, first and foremost, I think checking in on your loved ones, um, checking in on your colleagues, people mm -hmm. that work for you, people that you work with, people that you work for. Uh, there's so much going on in the world right now and whether we feel it, whether we um, allow it to affect us subconsciously or, or consciously, um, everyone's going through something. So it's very important to connect so that we don't fall into that loneliness or fatigue mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. Um, and I think talking and sharing our stories yes. is really important, right? Using our voice, using platforms like this, um, and just say we matter we're mm -hmm. really important and i think what's important to to distinguish right now is this moment in time if we don't maximize this opportunity to stand up and say hey we are a community um the um asian american pacific islander community we are here we are 23 million strong and we are going to continue to grow and um, use our voice and and do good if we don't do this now then I fear what may happen. We may yeah. lose this opportunity and we may be erased completely. Right? Yeah, or, or it could be normalized. Exactly. Right. Like we we want to avoid having this, this situation be normalized. Oh, this will always happen. Asians will take it is what it is. We don't want that. We want this is going to be the standing ground where we say, no, this is where it stops. This is where we help solve the issue. And, and, and get to the root cause and, and have conversations. So that's why, you know, Cal said, share on your platforms, be brave, share your stories. I, I wouldn't, I have never shared my 9-11 story with anyone because again, I, I, there's a stigma behind it, but mm -hmm. I felt like, you know what, I've endured it, I know what it's like. Yeah. Um, and and I, I wanna make sure my story is heard and so did you. So like, you know, we wanna make sure that you guys do the same for your end, you know, share it on IG, talk about what you, what's happened to you so that way it does not become normalized as a leader you need to make a decision um, to use your voice and to not make excuses I think it's very easy to say I'm gonna be politically neutral or mm -hmm. I'm going to not stir up any emotions or make things worse um, and silence you guys is yep. almost just as deadly yep agreed so that's all we have for today. We want to thank you guys for your time for listening. Um, and we ask that after today, you also share your stories and you use your voice um, and go out there and make a difference in this world. Um, as leaders, we have the power to lead um, 
confidently and and lead in the way that will make a positive change so we're here with you guys and next time i think we can go over our book review yes art of war so that should be a good one a lot of good takeaways there as well oh yeah lots of applicable principles yes as leaders and dealing with everything that's going in on the world so join us for that awesome well guys follow us on tiktok ig we're all we're all over place now so follow us there until then we'll see you guys next time Thanks,